Hello and welcome to the next episode of Splitting Cases with Pointy and the Moose. It's raining outside and it's kind of like the perfect atmosphere for this subject, which is usually something you do on a rainy, crappy day. Let's uh, introduce our guests and I might hand over to Moose to do that. I work with both of these ladies. You might know Nothing Cutesy, a.k.a. Mrs. Moose, from the previous podcast on Disney Pixar. And I would like to introduce for the first time on Splitting Cases, Hannah. Good evening. What are you guys here to chat about? Because I know we enlisted one of you for this subject, but we are doing it at the Moose household. And I do know that Nothing Cutesy is very well versed in this topic as well. It's a topic that's very close and um, near and dear to my heart. Um, <laughs> I've spent many hours on this topic researching, dedicating, for the, yourself to the dedicating myself, and um, it's it's an art form that I don't think a lot of people appreciate. Um, trash television. <laughs> And I also love this topic in general because while I've had some exposure to trash TV in the past, reality TV, crappy TV, that kind of is is enjoyable to watch or hate watch, Pointy has very little experience with trash TV. Yeah, I don't have much experience with trash TV. I think just based purely on the fact that I don't watch any network TV and haven't since I moved out of home. So I didn't really get a lot of exposure to, you know, whatever someone else was watching was pretty much what I chose to watch which I'm not saying was all IMDb, 8 out of 10 shows. It's, you know, stuff that I like, so I wouldn't really consider it to be trash. Which really brings me on to the next point, which is what are we actually classing as trash TV here? Because maybe I need to take that statement back. It seems like a very broad subject. I think uh, our guest should definitely define that. For me, trash TV is that stuff that you kind of feel guilty about watching. You really know that you shouldn't because you're probably better than that, but... (laughs) You can't help yourself and then about five to six hours later you look up from the television and go, what have I been doing? Surely I could have spent this time more productively, but oh, I just had the best time in the whole entire world and I wouldn't trade it in for anything. Would you agree with that definition? Nothing cutesy. I I would. I would also add that so bad it's good TV. Mm. All right, I think the best place to start would be top five favorite trash tv shows oh, oh that's so hard. That hard i can probably tell you some of my favorites Go, Hannah. Um, in no particular order in no particular particular order but in some sort of order toddlers and tiaras good good i probably would lump them all together and say the polygamous tv shows <laughs> there's a couple of different ones but you know they're all kind of the same thing big, yeah, love. I, I, big love yeah i'm talking reality TV right. show, but definitely yeah, I, I would throw say, Big Love say, in there. It's a good show. It's yeah, a good it's show, a good show yeah. Yeah, but it led drama. to a lot of crap off it. Yeah. I, wa- I watched an episode of Sister Wives for the first time off your recommendation oh, the other day, actually. It was terrible, but it's amazing. They were on the run from the government. It was so... Oh, it's just so much drama. So much drama. <laughs> and then you've got Say Yes to the Dress and yes. it's various offshoots. So that's about four or five TV shows that you could kind of count there. Dance Mums which is also kind of similar to Toddlers and Tiaras, but also awful and amazing. And then, oh, what's the other one? There's another the one. The psychic one? Oh, yes. You do Long that. Island Medium. At the moment, I have quite a large addiction to say yes to the dress. Yeah, one of Hannah's favourites. Yeah, one of Hannah's as well. I It could be potentially because we're currently planning our own wedding, the Moose and I. And generally, I'm not into that kind of stuff, and I generally don't like the traditional bride stuff, but there's something about Say Yes to the Dress and the emotional journey they go through to put a scrap of cloth on their body. It's amazing. I love it so much. Just before we move on from that, do you think that's because you're not like that 
but you're kind of living vicariously through that. So it's like, well, I'll get that out of my system by watching them and seeing how awful they are. Yes and no. I thought it was a bunch of hooey until I went shopping hooey. for my dress. And for the first seven-eighths of my dress shopping, I was all like, this is so stupid. And then I had the dress moments where my mum burst into tears and my bridesmaid applauded me. And I, as soon as the lady at the shop zipped up the dress, I was like, this is it. So while I'm watching these girls, I'm like, this show's so stupid. You shouldn't be spending 10 grand on a wedding dress. You shouldn't be getting three dresses for your wedding. You guys are all idiots. There's a part of me that has been there. However, like... Some of these women are buying, like, two 40 grand dresses that their fiancés are paying for. Like, 40 grand for a dress! It's ridiculous. And then you hear them begging on the phone to get that money to get the dress. And there's no price limit on the thing. And they're just getting... They must have that mature gown. And then, accidentally, they're they're kind of plus-sized and can't fit into it. And then the kind of, like, zip breaks in the thing. It's heartbreaking. It really is. But you can't take your eyes away from it. I've, I'm, I'm not in the whole wedding thing. I don't have a wedding to plan. I've got no weddings on the horizon for a long time. Time, yeah. But for me, I've never, I'm like, like nothing cutesy. I've never kind of wanted to have that moment and it's never been a priority for me. But you just learn so much about the human psyche by watching this kind of show. You watch these people and... And you can kind of analytically um, predict what type, sort of dress is going to work for them, what sort of dress isn't going to work for them, and how much drama you're going to get on that episode based on what they come into the shop wanting. And the people they bring with them as well. Oh, yeah. Because the entourage the is entourage. so the drama. Mm. Uh, but then there's the thing that, like, you get the different types of say yes to the dress that you can watch. There's say yes to the dress for the original version, which mm. is set in Kleinfelds in New York. With Randy. Randy. Who kind of just walks into swans into any everything and as as nothing cute to oh, tell you. She I, loves I just want to go for a fitting with Randy because he walks into the room and he says, "Hi, beautiful." No matter what the girl looks like, and I'm just like, I want Randy to tell me I'm beautiful. I tell you, you're beautiful. I want Randy to tell me. I think Randy's super condescending and the worst person in the whole entire world. I, I think he's him. so fake. He walks in there and he's like, "Oh my god, you look so fabulous in this," but she doesn't. So, Hanny, you wouldn't want Randy to tell you you're beautiful because you wouldn't know. Well, I wouldn't go to Kleinfelds. I can tell you that. Well, I, think I couldn't Kle- afford to. Well, there's that. There's that. But I think it's kind of a trashy place to get your wedding dress. I mean, it's supposed to be this really high-end place to get the thing. But there's women walking out of these these. Um, they, they've got this magnificent dress, and I suppose everyone's everyone to their own. But these dresses that are basically corsets that are see-through. There are so many. That one. There's, yeah. there's always that one with the see-through corset that appears in multiple episodes. What is with that dress? I don't know. It's the most hideous dress, and everybody's after these Panina Tornay dresses, and they're just ah Panina Tornay. They're ugly. They are ugly. Can I just pause you for a second? Are you still thinking about Seinfelds? <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking there are so many words and phrases that have been said in the last couple of minutes, I have no idea what they mean. <laughs> Every time they say Kleinfelds, I think Seinfelds, and then I'm deep into references in my head, I have to pull myself back. <laughs> so you've got Say Yes to the Dress, and there's a couple of spin-offs from that. Randy Knows Best, oh, which yes. is, is a compilation that of the must best... That be your least favourite. Is there actually a show called Randy Knows Best? There is a best. show called Randy Knows Best. Oh, Randy Knows... It's Gosh. like Randy Knows Best, a dress for all shapes and sizes. Randy Knows Best, the top ten winning dresses. I already hate Randy. Yeah, Randy. Randy. He he's he's no comparison to the to the man of the hour in Say Yes to the Dress, Atlanta edition, yeah. which is 
way better than Say Yes to the Dress New York. He's just got the hair though. Is this like CSI Miami? Yeah, it's kind of like it's that. It's kind of like CSI Miami, but they've all got southern accents and all of the brides are under the age of 25, normally between yeah. tw- 19 and 22. So you can kind of think that their marriages aren't really going to last yeah. that long. No. And they always have like bridesmaids that argue over everything too. Yeah, way more drama. Let's uh, reel it back in and uh, get back to this list. So. I'm going to talk to you about Say Yes to the Dress Atlanta edition and why it's so hilarious. Because everybody's conservative. The first episode of Say Yes to the Dress Atlanta edition, the bride, her grandmother's played for the dress, and her grandmother wants sleeves. Yeah. Mm. yeah the grandmothers sleeves. always want sleeves. The grandmothers yeah. always want sleeves. And, and the brides usually want cleavage. The brides what, want cleavage, but they're not allowed to have cleavage. But what I've learnt from this show, from the one episode that I've watched, is that... You can get the 40 grand or the 10, 15 grand dress, and then you get a second dress that's a sexy dress for the reception. Not in Atlanta. Not in Atlanta? Not in Atlanta. Atlanta doesn't have a sexy dress? I don't think they have the budgets that New York They have. don't. Uh, Their dresses are under the four grand mark normally. Okay. So they're not the sort of dresses that you could just rip the sleeves off after? <laughs> well, this particular bride that was um, meant to have sleeves on her dress, she kind of did like a little bit of a strap over one arm, which... Apparently counts as a sleeve, and her grandmother was happy with like it. Like an off the shoulder, you know. If I was objectively paying for that dress, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. If you really wanted sleeves, you if would I really not wanted sleeves, but I suppose, as they say, after they jack them up to Jesus, which is the saying on "Say Yes to the Dress Atlanta," jack them up to Jesus. Jack them up to Jesus. They put a, like a veil on them and all the all the jewelry and stuff like that, and then feel finally like they feel like a bride. You can't because you need a veil to feel like a bride. Oh, definitely. definitely. You can't see what the girls are doing at the moment, <laughs> but by jack it up to jack it up or jack em up. Jack it up. Jack it up to Jesus. It's it sounds like Something. violent or dirty, but really, if you it just okay, like I'm going to give you a I'm going to give you a, a lesson in how to jack it up. Jack it. It, jack it up to Jesus. Put both arms kind of in the air like you're about to lift like a suitcase into the top of a wardrobe and raise and lower. Just raise and lower. Pop raise it. and lower. Pop it. Pop it. Pop it. Now you're jacking it up for Jesus. I'm really glad you explained that then because I was thinking this is, I don't know if this is the best medium to be uh, explaining how to do that. That's all right. Well, now you know how to jack it up and you can jack it up for splitting cases if not Jesus. Speaking of sad reality shows, the rest of your top five, please. <laughs> I have been a mad Survivor fan since day one. I've lost track of the last two seasons, so I'm a lazy Survivor fan. But I love Survivor. And people hate Survivor, but I don't care. Anna, you're shaking your head. Not a fan? Not a fan. Why not? It just requires me to tune in every week. <laughs> yeah. I don't want that sort of commitment. You want kind of like the, the one-off story-based arc kind of thing. You don't, you don't want to look at a follow something over a season. No, I want to be able to tune in and tune out, which is the magic of reality TV show. It doesn't require me to use any brain space whatsoever. And after a long day at work, the last thing I want to do is remember what happened in the last episode. Yeah, I agree with that. Yet you're um, still a fan. But I, 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 it's something about Survivor. It's an exception I to love the it, yeah. But even if, you know, I have missed the first half of a season, occasionally um, on one of the free TV channels here that actually plays it, They'll do a, a Sunday marathon where they play like five episodes back to back that are leading up to the finale, and I'll just watch those and just kind of, you know, we've gotten rid of all the weaklings, we've gotten rid of all the sookies, lalas, and the opening ones. We've got up to the people with real personalities, and so I'll just keep watching that and then see who wins. Well, I'd imagine that's how it would work with Survivor because 
if you've watched that many seasons, there's probably the same type of character in a lot of the seasons and you're like, oh, okay, that guy's similar to that dude from season three. You, you have a certain amount of the generic Americans, you know. You've got Genericans. The, you've got the jock guy who there's at least three of them in each show and they always look the same. You've got some pretty girls who think that they're going to be able to float through an alliance on their looks. You've usually got a mum who's proud of being a mum and just keeps talking about being a mum and how she can get through this because she's a mum um, or a mom. 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 Um, and then you've usually got some old dude who's just like, oh, these young'uns don't know anything. But it's amazing that after 20-something seasons, they still manage to get an entire cast of characters that you end up just shaking your head going, who are these people? It's amazing that out of that array of characters, I hate them all. Yes. You, and you I, no, but that's the thing. Like, I don't like Survivor because as opposed to say yes to the dress... Toddlers and tiaras, all of that kind of stuff. Even Honey Boo Boo. Like, they're all actually awful and they're all actually weird and they're all actually they're going through the like you know when you're entering survivor that you're entering it for a reason and you're playing a game and you're playing a character if you were going to go on survivor it's 20 something seasons along now for goodness sakes learn how to build a fire from scratch before you go on the show and yet they always do these immunity challenges when it's like a tied vote between people where the challenge is to make a fire first and people can't do it and you think how long this show been around. It's like going on Australian Idol and not learning your song. But you're just. I thought you were going to say, or learning how to sing, and I was like, I'm pretty well, sure there are people there who are do that. People but that they're do not that. learning your song before you go to the audition. Oh, you know what I've been addicted to lately? That that tattoo show with where they cover up all the tattoos that have been done badly. Ooh, I haven't seen that. Oh, you need to see I that. I need to see that. I used to be a fan of LA Inc. back in the day. Oh. So I can see how that would be an extension of that. That's the show LA with Inc. Ladyface that's on the thing. Yeah, yeah. Ladyface, Kat Von D, who has yeah. some very good cosmetics. Yeah. Ah. Um, I don't know about the cosmetics. Whereas LA Inc. is about the personalities in the tattoo parlour, this has got, you know, you've got your regular tattooists, but Plus it's more the about the, shit the terrible tattoos yeah. that come more in. More about freaks. People who come in with, you know, like... Apologies to our tattoo... Loving fans. No, 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 no. My boyfriend is covered in tattoos. It's wonderful, but sometimes there's some shit tattoos. Okay, like and the we- ones usually getting them removed as well, and that would like agree to go on a reality TV show while getting them removed. I don't mean to say freaks. Like maybe if there's one listening, like you, you, there's it's somebody be a special person. You're for to go someone. On a reality TV show. Well, yeah, to to agree to lift up the back of your shirt as a you know, big buffy guy and show that you've got a tramp stamp. That takes a lot of guts and that takes a certain someone to go, yeah, I don't mind the entire country seeing this. No so problems. what's it called? Tattoo Nightmares. Tattoo Nightmares <sighs> is back. Ah. people with really bad tattoos. Yes! Raging from hilarious to downright disturbing. Yes! That's amazing. Yes. I need to see this show. It's an awesome show. And I mean, I personally don't like tattoos for me, but I appreciate good artwork and I know quite a lot of people who have really amazing tattoos and it's really well thought out and well planned. I know some people who have some terrible tattoos as well, but there's something about the, the artistry that goes into not only covering up a tattoo, especially things like black lines that will come through anything, but also incorporating it into a whole new artwork that is beautifully done. What show we do need on TV, on Trash TV, is a similar show to that around tattoo removal, or, or even tattoos, but with Mr. Squiggle. So <laughs> let's bring him back. I would watch that. would that. be fantastic. I would watch yeah. that. I feel a little bit like Liz Lemon right now, being like, yes, I would watch that. 
Yeah. Top of my list. Girls of the Playboy Mansion. I know mm. it's not on anymore, but my God, I loved that show amazing. so much. It was so good. It was so good. I, I think that was probably one of my transitional trash TV oh, shows. It, what, it was it a gateway tra- it was, trash TV? It was gateway trash TV because I used I to think of that. myself as a very clever person you who would clever. never would never deign to kind of stoop that low. I'd watch documentaries and I'd watch, you know, some really oh, very highbrow, oh. stuff. highbrow stuff. And Hannah, then Hannah. I think. Oh. Oh, oh. oh. wow. Shitterbrick. Why are we doing? You should have done the Halloween one tonight. Just as well as on batteries. <laughs> All oh. of the lights in the house have just turned hey. out. Oh, and then come back on. What I was gonna say was nature is so cranky with me for liking <laughs> girls of the Playboy Mansion. That's you should not watch. <laughs> I was only just gonna say, please don't consider yourself too intellectual because you just you miss out on so much if you say I'm too smart for XXX. Well, that's what I, the conclusion that I kind of came to a little bit later <laughs> was that it was okay to watch <laughs> shit TV. Yes, it's okay. I encourage it. If anything, yeah. But Girls of the Playboy Mansion with Holly oh, yeah, and Kendra and... Not when those stupid twins came in. Oh, no, no. No, no, Holly had to be there the whole time. Holly. Oh, Holly. Holly. I, I know that she's fully plastic, but I love her to death. She's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. She got married at Disneyland. Yeah. Have you seen her house? She has, like, Disney-themed rooms in her house. It is amazing. And I was watching the other day Wife Swap, and Kendra was on Wife Swap <gasps> with Hank. Kendra was Wife Swapping? Kendra was Wife Swapping. Kendra and Hank Wife Swapped with... <gasps> With Hefany's new wife. So this is like keys in the fruit bowl. No, no, bowl. no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, well, they they wife swap with um John and Kate plus at Kate of John and Kate oh, plus eight. Oh, before they were like John, oh, yeah. John Kendra, minus Kate or Kate minus John or whatever they are. Yeah, exactly. Johnny Kate minus Kate, Kate plus eight. Kate plus eight. Um, I'll say that's it. Yeah, so so Kate was Kendra, who's you know ex Playboy mate. She's no idea who that is. Really, well, she's an ex Playboy playmate. She's really she's. She's clever in her own way. She laughs like this. She goes, ha, 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 all the time. Yeah, she does. She's got the She's most got, ridiculous yeah. laugh. It's crazy. I hated her at first. I was just like, I want to punch her in the face, but now I love her. Yeah. Well, she's not that bad. She's no, really no, it's the laugh. Good. It just, yeah. I was just like, stop laughing like that, please. And then I, there was an episode with her mum in it, and her mum laughed the same, and I was like, oh, God. Oh, that's where it came from. Yeah. You should watch the Kendra E. True Hollywood story. It's quite Ooh. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's been through some, some ter- terrible things in oh. her life. She's... Go back and be where she is now, married to a pro, well, an ex-pro football star and appearing on Wife Swap. It's, an, it's a kind of accomplishment. Yeah, nice. I, yeah, I shall yeah. watch that. She didn't go too well with, oh, no, she did, she did all right taking care of Kate's eight. <laughs> no, the poor thing. So I'm surprised there was no talk of Kardashians or... I don't do the Kardashians. No, that's not really a reality show. That's more or like performance house, art. Housewife type stuff. I no, don't do Real Housewives. Like I draw the line at Real Housewives. I haven't really watched any of the Real Housewives, but they seem very rich and entitled and not in a I'm going to laugh with you way, but in a I'm going to cringe way. I like real stories of real people yeah. and I, ridiculous real people, but I think you get that it's from gonna, Wife Swap. The thing with Honey Boo Boo, for example, What's is a that honey okay, okay, Honey Boo Boo. Okay, she is. Oh, a, it's a person. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she's okay. she's I a little girl called Alana who appeared on Toddlers and Tiaras. One and of my she, favorite shows. Their family are the biggest hicks, and that's what makes them so insane. They're grossly overweight, and you know she was like in these toddlers and tiaras pageants with like her little tiny outfit. She on. never did very 
well in a toddler's no, no, pageant. But she never won. Full of confidence. She loves herself and her whole family are full of confidence, even though they're pretty much what we would classify as bogans. But they've got a re- reality show and they're quite rich now, but they're still happy to live in their little crappy house, live off food stamps. Yeah. Um, and, you know, do oh, they insane... love couponing. Yeah, couponing. Yeah. Um, and insane, like, hoarding of, of foods they got on special and things. Yeah, it's a it's a weird kind of predicament, but that's real. I'm but like, yeah, they're real. Like, this is like the ca- camera crews just went. This person on t- Toddlers and Tiaras is really interesting. Can we follow your life? And they've just kind of become reality stars. I like those swamp people. This is Honey Boo Boo, right? Yeah. yeah. So working back though from Honey Boo Boo, you mentioned Toddlers and Tiaras, and that was first on Hannah's list of trash TV shows. I feel like there's a special place in hell for mums on Toddlers and Tiaras, like. Oh. Just, they're all bad. Oh, well, they're not all bad, all but, bad. oh, God, that whole circuit. Can you, if you were to, like, uncover someone who had never heard of this, how would you sell the concept to someone? So, imagine you've got a child between the ages of um, six months and about seven to eight years, and you thought, yeah, my child's either got no confidence at all or could really, it's, it's a beautiful kind of person. Or, or I think that beauty is worth more than anything else in life. Oh, yeah, there, there, there's that. And um, I've got nothing better to do with tens of thousands of dollars and um, all of my time. What better thing to do with a no-talented child but to put them on stage and just let them strut about? Because toddlers and tiaras, unlike something like dance mums, doesn't require very much skill, at least from the skill that's demonstrated, apparently, in, in older people's... Um, pageants they they require interviewing skills and stuff like that but these are literally kids well if we're saying six month year olds are in scope of this show there's not much that oh yeah and they come on they're like my six month year old is just so beautiful they've just got so much talent and they're they're winning these grand rounds brilliant at being sick yeah at being sick or just like sitting there looking gorgeous and laughing you haven't seen anything as horrifying as a six month old with false eyelashes they don't normally put the to be fair they don't normally put the false eyelashes what age you have to be to have the false eyelashes on. They like to have the false ashes from the age of, say, five onwards because you're getting to be more an adult competitor. Of course, of course. They've got these little teacup dresses which are in fluoro colours, like fluoro aqua and pink and little little fluffies around the side and completely inappropriate comments. Costumes, but I oh, think they're so so I, slutty. I, I kind of feel like that, at least with these shows, when these kids end up with therapists, they'll have some source material to refer to <laughs> oh, to know definitely. what went wrong. But I don't know whether they would be because these kids are just, and it's from the parents. You can watch the parents and decide how the children are going to behave based on that. These children are just so. They're not well behaved at all. Oh no! You would not want a child like this in your own home. Nine out of ten of the kids, I guess, would be spoiled brats. Spoiled brats, and they—they're called divas. Oh, she's a diva. She's a right diva, isn't she? Fantastic. (laughs) No, she's the most rude child I've ever seen. You need to learn to say no. You need to learn to say no. I don't know if Dave is a positive adjective, though, anyway. No, 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 it's it's definitely not. They treat it like one. But it creates great television. It really does. These children run amok of their parents. Their parents are spending thousands of dollars to get their their five-year-old spray tan. (gasps) Just spray tan. Spray tan a five-year-old. So they're trying to make spray tanning machine. Yeah, the mother's purchased the machine. They've got hairstylists, makeup stylists, pageant coats, dresses. They've got choreographers. Choreographers. They've got to get all of their props for their talent, which ends up just being them dressed in 
whatever theme Usually the thing is. Usually pacing back and forth on the stage, pacing back to a song. Or... And they do this little thing where they, they take their fingers and, and frame their face and then put their fingers on their dimple, their fingers on their dimples and smile. Oh, it's very like Shirley Temple gone wrong. Shirley Temple gone so wrong. <laughs> but nobody should really do this to like a kid. Is there a certain amount of like living vicariously through your own child oh, going on so here? Oh yeah, so much, oh, yeah. So, so much. So many failed beauty queens, and a lot of the mothers are obese as well. So okay. they've got that going for them. Yeah. Their child's beautiful, and you can tell that when their kid grows up, they're really not going to be an attractive kid. But you know, if they give them a bit of a boost when they're five to six, I see the point in it for confidence boosting. But I mean, I did regular dancing and drama yeah, this is what I was going to say that yeah. both both nothing cutesy and I kind of grew up on the the dance scene doing a Sted. Well, at least I did a Stedfords pretty much every school holiday. So it's not really such a distance thing, except for. What we we did it's required the, it's the you to kind of parents have well. a talent. Yeah, and I mean we were kind of like we had some some red lipstick and blue eyeshadow <laughs> slapped on us and we were shoved out onto the stage. And the costumes are probably just as extravagant and probably just as revealing. I don't think mine were because I w- went to quite a poor dance school. Oh, where a we lot of paper mache. No, they had they had a storeroom of costumes, and we paid a higher fee to hire the costumes. There's one particular costume that we called the Sail Away costume because of the amount of times we danced to Orinoco <laughs> Flow by Enya <laughs> to these, and they were big circle skirts that attached to your middle finger with a bit of elastic, so that when you put your arms out beside you, they made like a half moon shape skirt, and we would generally just. Most of the choreography was running around the stage and, like, flapping your arms back and forth to kind of make your wings flap. I think I wore those dresses at least ten times in my dance career, and that's just one of the costumes we repeated many times. It's just the way it's that the these... these the, and the way they push the kids, too. The way that they push their kids. So there's I mean, like, you see that in the Estedford circuit. You do, you do. And and my mum was never a pushy mum, no, but was I was mine. kind of a... My mum was... We had great costumes and all that sort of stuff, but whatever. Anyway, there's this girl in Toddlers and Tiaras. Her name's Eden Wood, and she's mm. the, the highest of the high that she can get in pageantry. She's six years old. And I mean, reaching a peak at six. She, she's she's reached a peak at six. She's got singles released. She travels the world. What singles released? She's got like singles. Music cutie singles. Patootie. Oh, music singles. Her song is I'm a cutie, cutie patootie. Yeah, she, does, she does the the dimple poke. The dimple thing. poke yeah. thing. Yeah, she can't sing at all. It's not very good. Play these strings. That's play these strings. Yeah, I'll play it to you. Yeah. Oh, and then there's this other little girl who's kind of Eden Woods competitor, but when they actually went up to get against each other in a pageant, she totally lost. Mackenzie and oh, her singing. Okay. Signature is um, she's got this this um, this thing called a nini, which is a um, nini. A nini. I want my nini, which is like a dummy. Okay. This little girl who is six years old is screaming and yelling about not having her dummy. It's like Honey Boo Boo's j- jungle juice. Jungle juice. Oh, don't get us started on that. This is what these parents. She drunk. Is he a jungle juice? that's what it is. Jungle juice is like a bad child drunk. These parents give their children pixie sticks, like just sticks of sugar. And this other woman the other day was giving her child. Yeah, tinker juice. She called it tinker juice, which is basically mountain dew, which is caffeinated, mixed with pixie sticks, mixed with probably iced tea or something like that. They don't give your kid that. Well, apparently. I mean, give him a Long Island iced tea so it evens out. Yeah, and you don't want a kid falling asleep on stage. You know, you know full well, like, with a kid, that 
there can be moments when they just don't want to do what you want them to do. Which and is so, all the time with kids! Well, yes, but that, that's why they amp them up on caffeinated beverages and sugar because it's then they'll so be hyperactive wrong. and it's easier to just shove them onto the stage and let them go. And as long as they're happy, this is what the judges are looking for, for the kids under the age of five, it doesn't matter if they're actually good at what they're doing, they've got to hit these X's on stage and do these particular moves and be on stage for a minute and 30 seconds. As long as they're hyperactive and looks like they're having fun, they'll get the marks. Ah, that's what it is. Jungle Juice is a mixture of Mountain Dew and Red Bull. No! Don't give your kids Oh, she calls it Go-Go Juice. I'm, I'm an adult and I can't even drink Red Bull. Doesn't, like, Mountain Dew have more caffeine than Coke? Yeah. yeah. So on the, the, the flip side of Toddlers and Tiaras, you've got Dance Mums. Dance Mums. Which um, is based in the studio of Abby Lee Miller, who's a renowned choreographer for young girls. She's She's got all these... Her dance students have become big famous in the, the scene afterwards. But um, basically she just runs this dance studio and there's these little girls who she basically pits against each other to get on top of this pyramid. I, I, you may argue against this in your dance experience, but... Pretty much she's like... Any dance teacher you've had? Yeah, 99% of, of at least studio owners yeah. that I have met. Uh, I, to be honest with you, don't see much wrong with what she does, which is probably particularly controversial because she's a bit mean. But, you know, I remember being hit with a cane as a kid. <gasps> oh, our dance teacher had a pair of um, cardboard scissors that if in ballet your stomach or your bum was sticking out, she'd come and, like... Yeah hack at you like they were cardboard so it didn't hurt but you still had her chasing you around the room yeah. with this cardboard scissors what, what do you mean if your stomach or your bum was pointing out like tails. if your Tummies body is the way it is this is the way you stand right by the way can i just say can you like nobody can see you nothing kids are no, doing no, this, but this but she's gotten up. up in ballet you have to tuck in your t- your tummy and your bum like right yeah and the shoulders have got to be back so that your body kind of forms one line. I think I'm too because fat Because you're to a little kid and you're concentrating on doing your stupid legs and whatever, your bum sticks out or your tummy sticks out. And so she comes behind you and, yeah, you get a whack on, on the back of the legs with a cane until they kind of made hitting kids with canes in ballet classes a no-no. And, yeah, then we got chased around the room with the cardboard scissors. But unlike Nothing Cutesy and I, these kids who are under the age of 10 can do, like, multiple flips and are just freaking amazing dancers. So they really all the caffeine they're on. No, no, no. no. These ones aren't caffeinated. These oh. ones aren't caffeinated. These ones are actually talented. She, okay. She They've did, injected these ones with adrenaline. I, I honestly think anybody who does take issue with the way she teaches has never been to a classical ballet lesson in their life. Also, she gets results. She's a supremely talented teacher. Those girls are amazing. And the whole show is not really about the girls. It's about the mothers. Oh, it's... It's about the mothers. When you see the the way Abby teaches the girls and then you see the mothers, you think, well, they're probably better off in the class half the time. Apparently, like, 80% of the time the mothers are drunk and just... I did not know that. Well, yeah, apparently a few of them are... Well, there's one, Holly, who's a doctor, who's like a... She's a doctor in a... a, So hopefully she's not drunk. Well, she's a doctorate in teaching, so she's... Certainly not. She's a responsible one. Oh, right, she's not a surgical doctor. Yeah, and then the rest of them who have basically given up their livelihoods and their lives to kind of take their kids to dancing, which is a truism. If you want your kid to be really good, you've got to do that. And the bitchiness of the mothers is kind of true. So it's a bit of, like, living our past. It was never that bad in my dance schools, ever, ever. But Mine wasn't, I guess, highbrow enough for that to happen, but a lot of the dances at our school went on to 
other studios that were like, like that. that. Yeah. They've got the like the the princess title. You don't want to be the princess because that means that you lose. Yeah. And you've got the queen of your age division. That also means you lose. What you want is you want to pull out. You don't want your name announced with the initial crowning because you want to be the mini grand supreme, the ultimate grand supreme. And then sometimes they have a, a supreme title that's even further than that. They've got like supreme a talent picture? supreme, a costume supreme, terrifying. a beauty supreme. No, actually, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like a coven of witches. It does. It does sound like a coven of witches. But does a coven of witches give you a puppy as a prize? Oh, I want a puppy. Do you get a puppy as a prize? Sometimes you get a puppy. How much of an imposition is that to enter a pageant and then be given a puppy? I would go in a pageant if I got to win a puppy. Well, apparently, this is the, what these mothers use to manipulate their children to win. If you don't smile, oh you're God. not going to get a puppy. But hold on. Uh, if these mothers are spending tens and thousands of dollars on their child's pageant career, how the fuck can they afford to support a puppy? It's a very good question. How can they afford to support a puppy? A puppy would become a part of the act. Clearly, they'd teach the dog to do tricks and that would be part of it. I just don't think they're very good at maths and realising, you know, the cost-benefit analysis of doing a pageant thing. They're like, oh, they win money for scholarships, but, you know, you're spending X amount of money to get that $500 towards it's a scholarship. It's not like applying for a scholarship to go to university because you've gotten good grades. You know how hard it is to get the scar on a five-year-old? I remember being a five-year-old and getting the scar put on. How many times did you get poked in the eye. It's it was so ridiculous. I mean, I really appreciate my mother's efforts doing that, but... You just, you just keep doing that, that weird hurts. blink where you pull back every just time. Just keep your eyes open! I uh, had to put fake eyelashes on once. <laughs> what uh, are you judging The guy from Clockwork Orange. Uh, and had, like, yeah. a bowler cap. Alex. Yeah. yeah, Alex. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah it's, a, it's a weird feeling. That's why you learn to do it yourself as soon as you can. Yeah. yeah. So you're poking yourself in the eye and it hurts less. Nobody else can blame you. Exactly. I, yeah. I have poked myself in the eye with a mascara one more time than I can count, though. I feel like you'd have an advantage if you wore contact lenses. Like, it you used to easier. poke yourself in the eye. Yeah. What about me? When I'm on stage, I can't freaking seem as What about me? I take my, I'm, I'm like a 24-7 glasses wearer, you know. I take it off to sleep. But when I'm on stage dancing, I have to take my freaking glasses off. It's ridiculous. No wonder I always fell over. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even have that as an excuse. <laughs> Cake programs. I know. Oh, cake programs. Not a particular the fan of cake. Sisters. What's that? DC, DC Cupcake. Also, the Say Yes to the Dress episode with the DC Cupcake. Oh, in and it. she wants the. What? The, uh, no, the, not the cupcake dress. What do they call it? The Sunday Rose. She wants yes. the Sunday Rose dress. And what they end up doing at Sunday What's Rose. Sunday Rose? It's this very famous design of this, like, bottom of a dress, which looks like all these, like, roses, quite intricately de- detailed. Oh, hold on. Wait, isn't that Nicole Kidman's daughter? Yes. Like Sunday yes. Rose? And are DC cakes based on the comics, or is it no. DC no, unrelated? No, I haven't oh, even man, seen Batman an cakes episode would be awesome. of the cake. So DC Cupcakes, this, this, this group, <laughs> these sisters who were involved in a different industry, got together and um, decided to open a cupcake in... DC being Washington, oh, Dakota right. Capital, They're rather than cupcake. Washington. It, it just goes to say where my my <laughs> mind goes to. I'm like DC must be about comics. They surely. taste great yeah. unless you like bake them Comic with kryptonite. Well, apparently their cakes were so amazing that this store just kind of boomed and they opened up all of these little warehouses and these sisters started doing special cakes for each other they've come from like a greek background and they're really kind of an inspirational couple they're really involved in girl scouts and kind of promoting women's they, issues they're kind of you know like before cupcakes became a new fad they were they were right doing the, the cupcake thing yeah. Hold on. Yeah. so you get, you get dc cupcakes and these girls make these fantastic cupcakes and then you've got um cake boss which is buddy and they're in 
New Jersey. Oh, oh, going on to the British ones. Chocky Wocky Doodle. <gasps> Chocky Wocky Doodle. I love the chocolates. I like Chocky Wocky Doodle. It's a pretty good show. I have no idea what's going on. So Chocky Wocky Doodle is set in Brighton in the UK. And it's this... It's um, the name of the shop. It's the name of the shop. And they make these magnificent designs. The most intricate, intricate cakes with these... They're almost architectural designs of chocolate it's kind of laid on cheese. Sculptures, sculptures they make. The, the, chocolate the, gingerbread houses. Chocolate well, gingerbread houses. Really gingerbread house. But. And the lady who runs Chucky Wocky Doodah, I can't remember her name. She's got the most mental hair, though. She's got the most mental hair, and she's just absolutely mental. Yeah. And you've got kind of got the comparison between the really artistic chocolatier who can do anything. He was re- last time I watched it, he was really into kind of Hungarian you German chocolatier. designs. Chocolatier. 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 Like Masketeer like versus the newer, younger apprentice who's very quite analytical about the way that he makes chocolate. So he gets in a little bit of trouble because he's not as creative. And he's also slower. He's slower because he's, he's perfectionist. Silly, yeah. Yeah. But you have n- I when I go to Brighton, which hopefully is sooner rather than later, <laughs> I'm probably going to spend about half an hour in that shop, just yeah. kind of drooling yeah. over everything. Cake shows, get on it! I just got very excited because I realised that maybe I do like a show that's considered trashy. What? Although I don't know if it actually is, but Man versus Food. Yeah. Oh. It just, man it, trash. It, it just reminded me That's of... Man it's almost trash. trashy, you're right. It's almost yeah. not trashy because it's almost documentary. Yeah. But yeah. it's still reality. And and part a, documentary, part trash, part yeah. freak show. There's a real fine line between documentary and trash. It really is. And I suppose TLC, which is responsible for so many of those trash shows. Like waterfalls Strange Sex Lives. Strange Sex Lives, Long Island Medium, Toddlers and TRs, Sister Wives... They kind of they kind of breach that line and so often fall on the trash side. But Man vs. Wild, that guy's lost a lot of weight since he started doing food. that show. Mes- sorry, Man vs. Food. That guy's lost a lot of weight since he started he really doing that has. TV show. Because he, when he started doing the TV show, he was eating so much stuff. Oh, that's gross. I read an interview with him where he was like, I'm not the kind of guy who normally would work out or anything, but I suddenly found, oh, crap, you have to start working out. Like... Even when he was eating stuff for the show, he couldn't work out enough to burn off what he was eating for the show. That show makes me so hungry, though. I just watch <laughs> really? it. Yeah, oh, you reminded me of it before. It I was like, oh, see. I just yeah, want I all of it. this food there's, now. There's this episode in, like, Middle America where he ate, like, probably, like, a shoebox size hamburger and it had, like, a two-liter milkshake. Oh. Yeah, was, and, that, was that the one that it was, like, made of gravy or dripping or something? I or do beef? not care. No, no. They they dipped it into fat. Oh, they yeah. made that yeah. and then it got dipped into like oh, lard. Or we haven't even had That's that. how you make things taste better, right? No. Oh. oh my god, America has something wrong with them in terms of don't dip your food into bad stuff. Alright, if you were to do a man versus food style challenge, but with both of you woman versus food, what be, would be the one food that you could handle at that capacity? I don't know, because I I thought you would say cheese. Cheese, yeah, probably. I like that suggestion, nothing cutesy. Probably cheese. I could continue eating cheese for quite significant time. And even if you pair the wine with cheese, I can go forever. It'd have to be like a wedding cake style tiered wheel of cheese with a bucket mm, of wine. See, that kind of turns me off. It does. But if I kind of took it out of the tiered situation and just ate it yeah. in, in kind of portioned, smaller cheese size, I mean... The wheel of cheese that we're eating tonight's quite a large wheel. It's like it's down to a regular size camembert. I could probably take that on my own. 
I could probably take a thing of hummus on my own. Oh, really? Yeah, I could just continue eating hummus forever. If you gave me rice crackers on hummus, but I don't know that I could take any of the real man vs. food challenges. Yeah. When I was in America earlier last year, like we went to we went to a diner for breakfast and I could barely get through breakfast, let alone yeah. a man vs. food challenge. What about you? I think I could probably do sticky rice. I know that's a really strange thing and it's completely flavorless, but oh my god, sticky rice. So rice and tea. I know, that's a bizarre combination and I probably wouldn't recommend it to anybody. Pointy, man versus food. What's your food? What's your drink? I would eat about a million packets of original Doritos or you CNCs. Do, you do. They're like crack to you. Yeah, that's... Crack. It's just the salt. I really do like the, the salty flavor. How good is salt? There's something that I've like I've tried to broach the subject of a couple of times now, just talking about TV shows. Tell me about polygamy. You you watch a lot of these shows. It's fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Polygamy is one of my favourite things to watch on television. Um I would big fan of polygamy. No, I'm not a big fan of polygamy. This is the thing. Are you kind of each to their own about it though? I'm each to its own outside of the religion. Fair enough. I, I'm all for polyamory. You're I'm all like offbeat all bride. For all offbeat bride, go for it. I don't care. But there's just something really fascinating about women who are involved in religion, which is typically Mormonism on the reality TV shows that are available, who choose to become a part of a family which requires her to share her husband with potentially one to two to three to four to other women. And it's, and it's such an odd offshoot of Mormonism too. It's such an odd offshoot of it's Mormonism. Like alternative Mormonism. And as like uh, as a modern woman who uh, thinks that everybody should kind of be able to make those decisions from their own, they're, they're really influenced by their family and the way that their families are operated. And I suppose it's a cultural thing for me as well, having not grown up in a polygamous sect. Um, this is true. Bigamy is when you're illegally married to more than one person but is like i'm sure polygamy is not really legal is it so what's the difference other than the first marriage the other ones are spiritual they're spiritual marriages whereas bigamy Ah. is having more than one legal marriage so So it means you go to a different state and your marriage isn't like there or no 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 you're just married to this one person and then you, you're spiritually married to the other people. So the heavenly father, normally in Mormonism, by being spiritually married, that means yeah. you can still have the same castle in the sky at the end of the yeah. day. Yeah, okay. No, I get that. And my experience with polygamy is definitely Bill Paxton in Big Love. But I just get Bill Paxton and Bill Pullman confused sometimes. Anyway, Bill Paxton. How on earth? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm fairly sure it's Bill Pullman. What? No, it's Bill Paxton. He's in Big Love. I'm fairly sure it's Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman's in While You Were Sleeping. It's the guy that's in Aliens? Yeah, that's Bill Paxton. Yeah, okay. Okay. Like, he always used to play the dumb... He was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. the other (laughs) night as well. Like, he always used to play the dumb guy in the 80s movies. And And now now he's like the polygamous supermind. Yeah, like, he's the real life guy. Well, don't feel bad. Bill Paxton, people also search for Bill Pullman. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Google. If your first name is Bill and your last name ends with man, you're just asking for it. Well, they're back. to the P, into the man. Big Love is probably the tra- transitional polygamy show for so many of us. It's what uh, kind of enlightened us to that sort of lifestyle. You had you had Bill, Bill Pullman, Bill Pullman. The name of this, this possible podcast title is Transitional Polygamy. Also, I'd like to point out that Bill Paxton is in Twister. 
<laughs> yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Aliens. Yep. Also awesome. Yep. Titanic. Yep. And the Terminator. He's Jeez. a whoa, whoa, whoa. He's the one in Aliens who Unsung yells, Game on! Which is fucking great. <laughs> so anyway, polygamy. So Big Love was probably the transitional polygamy show for most of us. Yeah. On SBS late at night, you couldn't kind of help but watch this. Oh, Every yeah, now and again, like you might have been able to see a Chloe Savini boob or a Margin Heffman boob. Chloe boob. Being played by Jennifer Goodwin, who is like totally amazing in Once Upon a Time these days. The Chloe Savini character, I can't remember what's her name. Bitchy McBitchface. Bitchy McBitchface. She she was a former compound member, and she's the most conservative wife of them all. It's a fantastic show, Big Love, and it really kicked off the whole polygamous thing. You've got sister, the absolute fascination with it. It's almost like having a fictionalized account suddenly makes it okay to say, "Hey, this exists in real life as well." does exist which is a strange thing you've got sister wives which they're more progressive polygamists as you would say but you can see that the thing about polygamy is that that because they're mormon they're so nice to each other and they wear these really like conservative dress and they're just pleasant people but you can see the drama and the jealousy going on between (laughs) the different wives really bad like they feel like you know God should be punishing them for feeling jealous and stuff like that. But the thing about Sister Wives is they're really open about the jealousy because this guy, Cody, who's like Cody. from Utah, who's like kind of comes across as like this surfer dude. He's like, it's so cool with everything. And then he like brings in a fourth wife to the family. And this wife's got two other children who aren't Cody's. Chaos and she, and she, she, lives, she lives in Cody a separate house too, Oh, they live in separate houses. So that's the, kind of the other thing with that. Then you've got these other, this other show that's kind of been on our National Geographic channel. Um, it's called Men With Many Wives in Australia. It's called Polygamy USA in the US, which is um, based on this um, polygamous community in Centennial Park. Um, and it's the first time that cameras have been allowed in Centennial That's Park. That's the one where all the houses kind of look the same, right? The houses kind of do look the same, mm-hmm. but... And they've got, like, no grass? <laughs> well, this is kind of, like, on purpose that nobody can get yeah. to because they don't want outsiders in this community. And the weird thing about Centennial Park compared with other types of polygamy is that um, the women are allowed to choose who God gives them inspiration to marry. Which is you're allowed just, to choose your own partner. You can choose your well, own only partner. The women, the men only the women. The men aren't allowed to say, "Hey, I like you. Let's go on a couple of dates." No, the women have to say, "Oh, it's God gave me inspiration." Call the baby. And and from any God age, they they're only allowed to get married married over the age of eighteen, which is also kind of illegal. So do they do this on like toilet walls? Like that's where God gives you the permission to write it. Go anywhere. They could get this inspiration anywhere from the age of fourteen. They could get inspiration from somebody from their age of fourteen or to the age of. 70 if they if god so deemed that that was a thing which is just so weird i can't before we move on to another form of trash tv (laughs) or just another form of trash at this point i think (laughs) hold on some of this is highbrow please tell me why if i were to tune in what is the main difference apart from production values between big love and reality polygamous tv oh big love's all like written drama this is all stuff that happens in their real Real lives because of the decisions they have made based on their religion like i've only seen one episode of sister wives which is at hannah's recommendation uh, is the only one that's in full on YouTube. The episode revolved around the fact that they had to move 
to Nevada to escape the authorities. See, these are real life consequences. You get deal, you get given those situations so, in big yeah, love, but these are people who are actually yeah, who have to it. move their one hundred children and make it look like they're not moving, so they don't get like paparazzi on their trail because now they're stars and stuff because of their TV show. You mean Bill Paxton doesn't really have problems with the image of his own hardware store? I think he's okay. That, but then he was a he was a member of the legislative council, remember as well. So of there course. was that pressure on him. It was. It was. Also, things pressure. didn't end well for no. Aaron Bill. No, I'm not going to reveal any spoilers no, here for no those spoilers. people who have not watched Big Love. Um, but but things do not end well for him. Whereas you know. Sister wives, they're still alive as far as I know. They're still friends. At the end of this podcast, I still don't understand the definitions of trash TV. I like, think it's the stuff that you feel ashamed to watch. That you feel like you shouldn't be watching. Yeah. Or you probably... Or listening to, like this. If you're trying yeah. to impress somebody, you'd mention, oh yes, I like Mad Men and... Oh, I yes, think- Citizen Kane is yes. my favourite movie. Yes. I think the sign of a good relationship is being able to accept that your partner loves those kind of shows and then it's okay and that doesn't necessarily make them a bad person. I, I also think it's a mark of, of self-confidence in mm. your own tastes to say, yes, I happen to enjoy Citizen Kane, but at the same time, yes, I have been binge-watching Say Yes to the Dress All Week. In Long Island Medium, while being a um, analysis in um, human behaviour and... She's and nuts. She's, she's nuts. But it's also really a valuable part of my life for understanding other people. Well, yeah, it's like, you know, we're we're in the media industry, so we do do a lot of studying of other people and finding out what makes other people tick. It's just kind of a way of doing that in your off time without having to use your brain. Exactly, and I don't have to do the work to organise it. exactly. You don't have to organise the interview and ring up and ask them for the the most interesting fact about I just get delivered the the hilarious person who's had somebody, a cat, dying on a bridge and why is that so? And and the cat's saying, the cat's coming forward and saying that I really accept the way that you're living your life. Cats can't talk. So Long Island Medium, what's the difference to something like late night psychic TV on Australian commercial oh, channels where psychic channel. they take like someone leaves an answering machine hey, message and says hi my name's Shane hang, I was hang born on in February so, sorry what's to happen to me next year why is there a dedicated psychic channel shouldn't there be some sort of hidden channel that you need to find no, no, if you are psychic Later you can on. find Oh, right, so there's not a psychic channel that's like... No, no, no. Okay, it's, it's, sorry. No, you, you approach psychics with yeah. your birth date right. and month the and they know your life. Okay. Is that, you know, they're taking live callers, kind of like talkback. They come whereas, to you, whereas Long Island Medium, they come to her. They come to her and the producers have researched them and figured ah. out. She's out and about on the thing and she's just going shopping and Teresa goes, Oh, hi, I'm Teresa. I'm a psychic medium and I'm... Um, do you have somebody by the name of like Jay or um, John? And he's just stepping forward. Do you have Jack, Bill, John, or Bob? Yeah, anywhere I'm feeling, I feel like a spirit of somebody around you who died. A spirit. It might be a male or a female who has died. They might have died. It's they might be just a parent. Parent. It Might be animal. They might have vegetable. dyed their hair. It could be somebody close to oh, you. Somebody this is related such a to burden. You. It's potentially the worst Long Island accent I've ever done in the world. It but was good. I enjoyed it. Such a burden. So therefore, is 
Are the psychics on Psychic TV, like the real unprepared, unresearched ones that take your voicemail late at night, Perhaps. more talented than the Long it Island is, medium? It is all smoke and mirrors, as you would know, Mr. Moose. But um, the, the thing I like about Psychic TV that is on late at night, the call-in kind of one, is I used to have to watch the entire program as a part of my old job. To say what you want about psychics and whether you think it's real or not, they were so positive. People mm. would text in and they'd say, oh, thank you. Thank you so much for texting and I hope you're having a really good night. Oh, probably save a thank little Thank you, lives. beautiful lady and stuff like that. Yeah. But there are people, people are texting in and asking questions because they're at a point in their life where they're, they're asking that for desperate. guidance. They never said anything negative. That's when true. Even when they're doing tarot card readings, with tarot cards you can read the card either as a positive or a negative. They never read the negative. They said, you know, I feel like there's change coming into your life. They didn't say, I feel like something bad's going to happen. They said, I feel yeah. like some change. It was always so positive, and I felt that on a show like that, to get ratings or to get more people calling in and stuff, they could have made it more like a, a, a trash TV show. But it's just kind of nice that they're, just, they're kind of reassuring and just generally positive to people. Is there anything you feel we've missed out on here? Is there anything oh, so you feel that you need to bring into the conversation? I just want Big Fat Gypsy Weddings. Oh, we didn't even start with Big Fat Gypsy Weddings. How could I forget about Gypsy Weddings? I'm just going to say, if you haven't seen Big Fat Gypsy Weddings, you need to at Gypsies. least watch half an episode. So I, I really want to replace one of my things that I really like with Big Fat Gypsy Weddings it's because amazing. that's legitimately, I will watch anything involved with gypsies. All right, stop. Yes, gypsies are amazing. Stop, collaborate, and listen. Please explain Gypsy Weddings. Big okay, Fat so, Gypsy Weddings. So Big Fat Gypsy Weddings is like, say yes to the dress except... The people who are involved are, are travellers. It's like Say Yes to the Dress meets like Sister Wives meets Geordie Shaw. It could be almost racist. It's the name of a right. show. You're right. Right. They're a minority in England. They are a minority and you really want to feel like you're being open and inclusive. But these girls, they all choose these dresses. They're which so slutty. Are slutty. so slutty. You slutty can see everything. Dresses. Slutty cupcake dresses. So they're dresses way more than these girls. Are they dresses slutty cupcakes wear? Well, it depends because sometimes. So, so this example of these girls who this girl, these girls are getting married at sixteen years old. So it, they're getting they're usually between the ages of fourteen, fourteen to, to twenty, twenty-one. By the yeah, age, and that's old maid. With the polygamous. Potentially, because these girls... It's a different... It's, it's a different, different culture. It's, it's a not a religion-based <sighs> lifestyle. It's a cultural... Culture. Yeah. So these girls have a responsibility. If, but if they reach the age of 21 without getting married, basically they're old maids and they've got no hope. Over the hill. Over yes. the hill, they're gone. Yes. And these girls, they go from their families, they're taken out of, their, they're taken out of school at the age of 11 or 12. Or if they have a job... As a the girl, they have to quit the job. They have to quit the job or they're not allowed to have a job which leads to a career. These girls are only allowed to to basically clean the house and then they get oh, married. Or caravan. Because usually it, when well, they get married, they caravan. end up in a caravan. Exactly, exactly. They? They well, hold on, hold on. So if they got a job quite early on as a cleaner and... Well, normally they don't. Normally, they're not really allowed to have jobs because it's, it is a quite a sexist society. It's the, Only mo- men the modern are girls, like the, the feminists of the society, that end up with like a secretarial job that they then give up at the age of nineteen when they get married. Exactly. Mm, so it's okay. a real, it's really backwards. It's but a hard slog for that three years. It yes. is. It, it really is. It's kind of funny when they follow them into the office on the day they quit, and their bosses are like, "What? Why are you quitting? Oh, I'm, I'm getting married. I'm a traveling gypsy, and you've and never they're like, I wouldn't, about have, me I wouldn't have hired you for the travel. So there's that element of just discrimination but then there's, there's also that discrimination. element that makes you go oh shit is this even okay like you really really 
want to accept I'm these people for their cultures, but I'm uncomfortable for. But the other, oh, you should the watch other great it. thing about it, though, is that while they wear these slutty, insane so these dresses, girls, but these girls are really conservative. They're really not allowed to kiss their their, no. their their husband, or they've no. only met their husband a couple of months beforehand, and then they go and get married, and they're never allowed to get divorced. But even like the little girls who are, you know, only five, six, seven they're years old, dances and doing so sexy dances in sexy outfits on the dance it's floor. It's like toddlers and tiaras on crack. These girls. A dress like you can, it's like a crop top and a pair of underwear. That's all it is. Yeah, but, but with sparkles on they're it. They're so chaste. So chaste. They would chaste never touch. They would never touch another boy. Like, like they're almost like Mormons in that you know you can't touch, you can't. But sex, they've got these ridiculous that, accents. Kiss. But yeah, they're they're kind Didn't of potatoes. bogany. British. Yeah, but they're so rejected by society. You want it. You want to like them because they are they, so they are marginalized. Yeah. But they, they, so there's this there's this lady who um, who's responsible for making dresses for most of the traveller community because most people won't touch She's them really because talented. they because they don't pay or they they cancel the weddings or all these things. What do you happen. mean they don't pay? So she's the one who deals with the traveller community. What's her name? She she works in Liverpool know. anyway. So she Jenny. makes no no. Um, Siobhan. No, she's got a really, really she's got a great name. Genevieve. Genevieve. Jeanette. Um, so in Big Fat Gypsy Wedding, Why she makes these dresses and she makes them like so extravagant. Each of these gypsy girls that come in and they've not got much money, so their families are paying for the dresses. Like she puts she puts lights on these dresses. She makes them bigger what? and better every time. Why There's lights? one girl who got who got a dress for the wedding, but then she also got these um, dresses for her, her bridesmaids night. They're not, these girls aren't allowed to drink, by the way. One of the girls went to some Thelma. pineapple and Thelma, that's Thelma. it. Thelma, Thelma's the dressmaker in toddler, um, in Thelma's the dressmakers in big, big fat gypsy weddings. But there's one an example that she made this dress. Oh, this one is a pineapple and one of is a palm tree. And they're dressed like as the most ridiculous things you can ever see, walking out as a literal pineapple and a palm tree to their hands night. Like, yeah. These girls can't walk in these dresses that have been created for them. Or, you know, they get them into the, their Cinderella carriage and they can't get them back out again because the dress is so big it's stuck inside the carriage. There's even an American version of it, which is just as interesting, probably not as explosive as the British version because you <laughs> suppose you have actually those those ongoing cultural issues but in the american version there's there's examples of basically incest first cousins oh. getting married that's not illegal it's not illegal well they, had to, go, yeah, they had to go they had to go to a different state to get married in this big winter wonderland wedding that they had and it's just ridiculous. And Winter also, Wonderland I've seen makes that okay. multiple wedding dresses on that show that have fairy lights in them somehow. Fairy lights. Like she, Thelma walks around with a fire extinguisher behind her. Because she's so hot. No, because, because of what they do to these dresses. They want everything for this wedding day because it's basically <laughs> the only day that they'll ever get this and because, for themselves. Yeah, because they're so poor, they put all of their money into the wedding. This is what these girls have been brought up looking it's for, like, for their you know, whole entire life. Australian bogan splurge on plasma TV. But this is the highlight they of their lives. This is as good as it's going to get. Yeah. That's because terrible. Because they're going to be stuck in a caravan birthing children for the rest of their lives. Uh, it's depressing. Okay, well, let's put a pin in it. We've come to the pointy end oh, we've come of the episode. The pointy end. Thank you. I just wanted to slip that dad joke in and thank you for humoring me. Okay, so thanks very much for listening, guys. Uh, if you've enjoyed the episode, please give us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. You'd probably make our day. We'd be normal dudes and like we'd just check the, check the internet and go, hey, you're pretty nice. <laughs> we would definitely think you're nice. 
Uh, and if you want to follow us, please do so on facebook.com forward slash splitting cases or twitter.com forward slash splitting cases. We'd really appreciate it and think you were very nice. I agree. We'd at least marry four of you. We'll marry all of you. And then we'll take you to Randy at Kleinfeld's to get the dress. Polygamist, say yes to the dress. Oh, say yes to the dresses. That's like the super trust show of all trust shows. I don't feel we need to finalize that at all. This is final now. Final. 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 It's the final countdown. Okay, but seriously, thank you very much, Nothing Cutie and Hannah, for joining us this episode. Thanks, guys. It's been a pleasure having you on. Yeah. And please let us know. You can stalk me on the internet at facebook.com slash nothing cutesy and on Twitter at nothing cutesy. And I'm at HMR Thompson because I'm a serious person with serious jobs. Splitting. Hey.